Hello, friends. Welcome to SoCal Stories. I know I'm a little late, but what can I say? It was a rough month. I have another conversation for you today, and I know that I said I would cover Universal City Walk, and I will. It'll be a bonus episode. It'll probably be out here in the next week or two, actually, so feel free to check back in when that happens, okay? But in the meantime, I got to sit down with Eli. He was this awesome guy. We talked about so much stuff. Uh, His life journey, his coming out story. It was just a really amazing conversation that we had. Uh, The title says Modeling and Dragon. We probably talked about that the least, to be honest. But, you know, that's what it was. So. Uh, here's the housekeeping. Check me out on Instagram at, at Gregars. That's G-R-E-G-G-A-R-Z. Uh, my guest's Instagram is Eli Anderstar. So it's E-L-I-A-N-D-E-R-S-T-A-R. Obviously, links are in the description, so just check them out there. My email is thesocalstories at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash SoCal. All that being said, let's get to the show. Hey, y'all. We're here at this lovely little wine bar yes, in, uh, in WeHo, right? Yep. I'm here with Eli. Eli, Hello. hi. Uh, so, Eli, you are on. We're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, I think yes. drag <laughs> and uh, just modeling in general. Yep. Your life. You are from Dallas, right? Yes, Dallas, Texas originally. Okay. Southernly raised. <laughs> How long ago was that? Like, when did you move here? So I've been here, um, it'll be four years actually in the uh, very early part of April. So I'm just coming up on uh, being here for, for four years. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. four years. Okay, so tell me, what was, the, uh, what was the thing that brought you here? Like, what, did you graduate? Did you, what was the, what was that? switch that you flipped and said, I'm coming. It's kind of like terribly cliche, but... It's okay. Um, it's always cliche. Right. That's, what, that's how it works. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it was a, uh, a gentleman from an online dating app mm. that I was very loosely talking to, hadn't ever met. It was very actually like almost weird encounter of how it even like started. Yeah. And I happened to have lost my job in Texas at the time. I was kind of going through it, didn't know what to do, and I was just like, ah, I need to find a job, I gotta whatever. I do something. Yeah, and, and this then... gentleman, I had been talking to him, and he just kind of like randomly took the initiative, like, I feel like you should visit. And I was like, that would be great. And this is this random man in Los Angeles. hmm Yep. <laughs> Online was He's like, come visit still me. Here. Yep. He's still here. He is okay. still here. Um, um, so yeah, he in- invited me initially, like just kind of get your, because I had been sharing with him that I was kind of going through it and yeah. job loss. I mean, loss. It's, it's Dallas. It's not, you know. The end of the world for sure. Well, but it, no, but it's Dallas. You're not like in a, you're not in the nicest of places, right? True. For, yeah. you know, for life being in general creative. and being oh creative gosh. and the South. The good it's old Bible like, Belt. Oh, come on. I'm from North Carolina originally. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. So. I spent seven years in New York and then I moved here like eight months ago or so. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I know what it's like to be from the South and, exactly. uh, know what it's like to be not from, not having to be in the South and it's very yes, nice, right? liberating. It's just, <laughs> just very liberating There's experience. fun, there's fun parts. I do love some of the debutantes, but it does get taxing. And yeah. You kind of just want to have a, like, be able to live life and I feel like you can't right. there. So, right. um, it, it was definitely like a, for me, I was like, oh great, like I'd never really 
in my adulthood because I always had kind of lived very tightly. So I never had had the chance to venture really out of Texas as an adult. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a bit like a really cool like. Where had you gone? Like, well, like how have you gone outside of the United States? No, like, I want to. That's same, a goal of mine. Same. I, the first been? person. No, I haven't been outside of the United States. Oh, um, wow. The first person that I interviewed, we interviewed at a coffee shop uh, mm-hmm. in um, Lower West Side area of New, New York. York. Okay. Just area, not like the actual Lower West Side. Because um, turns Every, out, like, there's everything, li- has, everything has, like, there's a specific <laughs> name that's the Lower West Side, but it's that area, generally. Okay. Um, and we talked about uh, her budget traveling, and, like, I just, like, fawned over the fact that she's been to, like... Uh, Israel and uh, mm-hmm. Brazil and Spain and she did like this whole trip up through like Viet- I think it was Vietnam and a couple wow. other like uh, East Asian areas so right. it was really just an amazing conversation and it's like the reason it's the thing that solidified in my brain that I really did yeah. want to do a podcast because like getting to hear about other people's stories is yeah. just so interesting. So anyway, um, yes, I've never been able to go internationally. So where have you traveled before, though? Um, well, I was raised very heavily in the church, so the only time I got outside of Texas was to other church conventions. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> um, so, oh my God, let me even think about it. I think I went to Nashville for like a huge church convention thing. Are we talking about like those mega churches, like thousands of people situations? Kind of. So like the way that I was raised, it was very, um, I was raised in the Pentecostal experience church. So they're a very unique sector of of faith. So like there would be They all end up being a little unique on their own little way. A little uniquely being not unique at all. Right. (laughs) But, um, so how it worked is you had your church group and then like once a year like all the young people or whatever you were in singles young people blah 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 they were like conventions to like be like a mini vacation so the kids wouldn't go on vacation normally and fall into sin so right not that sin not the sin which they ended up doing regardless right like (laughs) the thing that I have heard about literally every bible vacation anything anything after that you put after that, the whole point of trying to avoid that is, is you what, get right into it. You just put all of the children together with fewer adults. Mm-hmm. Like that's somehow going to make you it better. You create the one thing you're seeking so hard to dismantle, right? right. Um, and that's that's true in many aspects that yeah. I that I observe. But um, we would go and to like the um, we went to Nashville for one of them. Mm-hmm. It was like a whole the whole nation of Pentecostals and uh, oh my youth. All together, cue the gay bashing, cue the Holy Spirit of fire, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. some no. positivity definitely, but just I was, a lot of things that I was gonna be like, oh, get me out of here. Exodus Ministries. Very. I was. Mm-hmm. I went to a convention one time mm-hmm. for. Uh, it's like, it's like their big convention to to sell, to market people. Their their program is to how you get out of being gay. Um, yes, as that if, was a huge as if that was a, like an actual thing, right? Yep. Um, this is a service to yeah, you. You no. need it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> is, is your kid creative? That could be a sign that they're Obscene. a gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, my god, it like, starts so young. It's so terrible. I, yeah. It it really w- disgusted me the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I went because like it was 
I said, you get one chance, mom, and then you don't get to do anything else. Like, so I'll oh, go this okay. one time. That's and then unique. I think it was a good agreement. That's like, a great... In the end, it was yeah. me saying, listen, I will allow you to have your final say. Exactly. In the matter. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And, and it how worked, old were you at It worked that out really well. Um, 19 at the time. Okay. I had just uh, gotten into college and was living on my own, mm-hmm. so I felt a little bit more comfortable being fully out. Right, of course, of course. And then, yeah, yeah, similar things happened to me. Like, once I became an adult, lots of attempts or whatever. But, yeah, so that was really all the traveling I did. It was, like, Nashville. I think I went to Florida. I went to, like, Oklahoma. Gross. (laughs) Even worse. Right. So so you just decided... uh, So how old were you when you left? So I was... When I left LA, oh my God. No, when I, you left to move to LA, yes. Yeah. yeah, when I, or not left LA, but left to come here, yes. When I left Dallas, I was, um, I think I had just recently turned, or no, I was on the verge of turning 19, so I was 18. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And this was not like you weren't going to school, you were just moving to the city. I already had done what I was able to do with school. Yeah. Uh, Kind of like a, we can get into this, of course, if, sure, if, if you wanted, want to. But I'm in, down. in my life story, I was already working in independent since 15. So I already had oh, done. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had already done pretty much all that. And I was. When you say you were independent since 15, mm-hmm. was that like you were emancipated type of. I ended up getting the emancipation, I believe, when I was 17. Oh, but wow. I was kicked out at 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. For being gay. For being yes, gay. Or like, you don't have to go too deep into no, it. It's course. all I'm, super personal. I'm um, super open. Okay, so, good. Cool. Um, it, part of it was, I'm sure, the, the, the gay thing that obviously did not hit a good chord in my family. But definitely looking back now, beyond that, there was a lot of issues in the home. Yeah. Um, and even deeper than that, because I think I just never really felt included even if I was gay or not it just wasn't the best mesh yeah um, there was a lot of negative energy that was caused at that time so it it was kind of consensual um, you both I, were like listen I was like I'm ready to go and they were like get out like they wouldn't cuss sure. they were like I rebuke you get out you're you are a demon all that stuff and oh, I was like good let me out yeah, yeah like I was like kick me out please so um, that was really kind of how it was. Like everyone that hears this, when I tell them, when it's like get to know them and things, they're always like, "Oh my god, that's so traumatic! I'm so sorry." I was like, "No, it was the best thing that happened." Right? I was like, I was honestly thankful to be out because I felt like I was first born once I got out. I was raised yeah. very sheltered. I never really knew what like MTV was until I was like oh. 16, 17. So I missed a whole generation of like my growing up life. It was yeah. KERA, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which. Which I'm thankful Mr. for. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is amazing. It is, and I love PBS it. PBS is a great channel. It's bomb. I just never got, I never had Disney. Yeah. I well, ne- I had Disney. I, I wish Disney. I had Disney. I, I've learned was, to have Disney It was Disney Aladdin later. and... and um, I snuck that one. I, I snuck Lion that King one. all the way through. Because, come on, it was Aladdin. It was... You had to. Of course. Ugh. I always wanted to. My mom would like be like, absolutely not. You cannot. Like, she was really, really, really stringent. <laughs> so I, uh, I originally read the uh, Harry Potter series, but oh. we were not allowed to read them after a certain time. Although that, like, kind of dropped off. Oh, like, for really night, care, But for a little things. while. No, 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 no. For a little while, my mom was like, I don't think you should be reading those. Those are full of the demon's works. 
They're like yeah, not. They're not that, healthy for you. And that, and I. I don't yeah. know. I mean, all all decisions are are the ones that you make at the time and the mm-hmm. ones that you make with the resources you have. Of so course. I can't blame even even when it comes to your parents and like they're using the resources that they had and it was they not did. the right resources. <laughs> they right? added a couple to them. Right. And that's and it's something I think you got to like I think that in the end you can't be too mad about it. Of course not. Right? You have to just go, you know, it's too, we're two different people. Very that. And just because we are related by blood does not mean that we are compatible. Of course, of course. And just because I love you doesn't mean we're compatible. Very, and and right. or that compatibility maybe at this moment, and that's something I've learned isn't something we can have. Also, but yeah. once I get to a point where I am looked at as a equal intellectual to you, we can sure. definitely circle back and then really learn at what yeah. caused that. And I've I've done a I lot. I think that's of that. something that that my mom has always been able to do is di- okay. is divorce the like emotional from the like uh, like intellectual side she's always Got treated you. all of us as intellectual equals even when we were Beautiful. very very young because mm-hmm. she fostered a, an environment of learning so right. in many ways we are we are the making of the, the like of what you like you you put a lot of the seeds in here of questioning what of people course. believe Mm-hmm. And then we turned it on ourselves and questioned what we believe. And that's beautiful. And that was something that I think that you instilled in us. Sorry, she probably listens to this. She might be listening to it right hey, now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I think that that's, that's the thing that I can really, truly love about her is that she instilled right. that in, in me somehow. Of course. Somehow that made it in me. And maybe mm-hmm. I, I made this one diversion in the path versus another diversion in the path. But right the skills were still there to of course. make the decisions, right? Mm-hmm. To make as good of a decision as I could at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, so no, we can, of course, let's, let's move forward, forward into Los Angeles. So <laughs> yes, you get so. here, you are 19 years old. I was 18 still. 18 years yeah. old still. Um, you had been working, but like now you're in a new city. Yep. So what I had... was, what was your first thought? Like what was, when you got here, what was, what were you thinking? Like, and, and, and not in a bad way. Like, no, what I'm was trying in to remember. Mind? It was magical. It really was. Right. When I first got here, because like I said, I really hadn't known much. So, like, I was basically a very little kid by the at 15 coming into here. So, I didn't have all the movies and things and all that L.A. experience. Oh, so was, you didn't have, like, a Hollywood type experience. like. Well, I didn't or... have... Growing up, I never had that fantasy. Okay. Because I never was able to experience that. So a lot of kids, when they first come, like, oh, wow, L.A. And that really, the, even knowing there really was an L.A. and yeah. what happens and pretty famous people, all that cool stuff, that never really happened to me until kind of 15 in a way because that's when I started to look back at movies. Like, why is Angelina Jolie so popular? Well, because oh, she was yeah. in movies. And why is Kim Kardashian? I knew her face. I always thought she was pretty, but like, why is Kim Kardashian, like, where does she live? L.A. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, knowing yeah. that there's a place that caters that, and I've always loved it, but never mm-hmm. saw it. So when I first landed, I remember I've always been a person of energy. Right. Even at that time. I was kind of cut off to it, but I was, I was there with it. And I remember landing, I was like, wow, I just set, I was like a five-year-old. Like, I, like, I just set foot in the land of, like, <gasps> everything the land of milk and honey man yeah like i was like i made it past the battle of jericho right you know like i i was like wow like 
this is so like you could just feel, you could feel, people always talk about coming here and feeling well you really can feel the energy like there right. is presence there is fame there is powerful people and it's not what but you not get even in, just L- that. in Dallas. Like, well, and I, I'm in New, I'm when I was in New York, oh, it was oh, oh my uh, god. It, it would just be you would be talking to the, to the to these people who just yeah. seemed like your equal. And mm-hmm. in in every intellectual way, every other way they were your equal, but then you would walk into their house and suddenly you are in a palace in the mm-hmm. si- inside of Manhattan mm-hmm. That's in Tribeca where you're like no one can afford a a loft in Tribeca and you have a three bedroom apartment. Yeah. How are oh my you li- how do you afford like I was we were just outside, and now we're inside, and it's a different place and time. Like, like you got the keys like, to come how in. Did you, who let you in? You know somebody? Right? Of course, yeah. Like, like who invited you? But that you? has also happened many times mm-hmm. here. Really? Only with gates, as opposed to... Gates like, versus elevators. <laughs> elevators, right? Men. I always <sighs> felt low-key, like, in myself. Like, I was definitely called to be in a larger city, and I was like, yeah. I always kind of manifested, and I was like, I'm either going to be in L.A., I know I want to be in L.A., or I'm going to be in New York. Like, I, was, yeah. I knew something was going to happen where one or the other was going to take place, and I, I feel like I want to go to New York because there's a connection and an openness and an energy that's different than L.A. that I really want to experience, too. So, interestingly, mm-hmm. sure. I thought that. Really? Okay. And, and you went straight from South Carolina to North Carolina to oh, so New York to New York, and now I'm here. So, okay. In terms of an artist community, a community of artisans, mm-hmm. you are f- here. This is the place. Okay. The, like, Absolutely. Creative... The creative arts are going to be live here. Really? The okay. only creative arts that are live in New York are ones that already have lots of money, right? Because ah, okay. This is this is the place where it you build up your your and you can do it inside the art world but it turns out that those worlds end up being way smaller than you think compared mm-hmm. to what they are here where you could be a fancy like a uh, huge gallery and outside is someone with like a uh, just like a, a shitty art gallery right next to it like it's in New York it's all just billion dollar residencies the, right, the, the, top the of property the top values are just so high they are that you only get the absolute like cream of the crop or whatever's hot at the very 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 moment mm-hmm. right What's like changing? you get the the moment or the most you don't get anything in between and here i think uh, we get like we're here in this um place and but like you can see that there's artwork everywhere oh and, yeah like, if we walk outside like you're gonna it's a stone's throw away you're gonna see performers you're gonna see like art just out everywhere mm-hmm. and that's something that you also don't see in new york because it's so dirty like and it, and uh, it's so cold half the time of course that's that people, what's always bothered me <laughs> yeah so it's just disgusting there and i just like I, I, there's many things to love about it there I don't mm-hmm. want to say, like, and I, I feel like ever since I moved here, yes, I have a justification because I moved away from New York, but you also in went the through end, your time there. like, it is just true that we have, like, so much more space here mm. to actually, like, move our goods around in an efficient manner, as uh. opposed to just leaving trash on the sidewalk all day long. Literally, mm-hmm. you will walk by big... Mm-hmm mountains like the size of you just trash sometimes um oh my goodness like one day's Mm -hmm. if like if they go on strike oh it's just 
it's awful. Wow. The, so like, okay. it's, you're you're so dependent upon you. Real you. Life is so much easier in ways that you don't expect here here in Los Angeles than okay. you will in New York. I'm not saying it's there isn't a place for that. It's more to like starting up and up and coming and getting yes. somewhere versus New York. It's like you gotta already really have right. it gifted to you. Right. Well, that and makes sense. I think that I think that we are more networked here, and there are more closed gates in New York because any huh. doing any one thing is so expensive. That's like, true. Here, you could go out and have a photo shoot for practically for free. free. <laughs> and yes, you could do that in many places in New York, but they're so busy that getting in the right place at the right time, you might have to try three or four or five times before you get that space. Uh, or you have to be like, it has to be really cold so that no one wants to be outside. So you can go and do the thing. And you then you got to act like it's 78 degrees outside and shoot a bikini shoot in Times Square. Right. You get the moment. <laughs> you got the moment, but that's, you know, it's, that makes sense. It, it's a lot harder. There's a lot more, effort to be put into anything like and I think that's why people who come from I've always looked at New York as so highly creative but I think that's why it it you it's not that you can go there and discover and build it maybe from what you're saying it's like you have to really have it in you you have to be the top of your game immediately and go there and survive and then and be, be super lucky you have to yeah, that's the end of it's like all of it is is luck but I think that in Los Angeles so far, what I have seen is that there are more working artisans here yes. than there are in New York. I did not see a, like very many in New York working artisans. I, I see them all around here making yeah. money off of just their stuff. Well, and this so. I feel like is a place because I'm, you know, well, of course you'll hear about it probably a little bit later, but like I'm finally made a, a, a kind of like a... Actually, this is a great transition. You want to talk about moving into... So you got here at mm -hmm. 19... Yep. 18 to 19. Yep. And then you are now a, a working like model, right? So Well, I do modeling on the side. It's not a full-time okay. thing. Well, there you you are still doing do it. it. Yeah. So there you go. It's fun. But go ahead. <laughs> what so tell me like this is what you wanted to talk about, right? Uh yeah, so I have basically came here by chance, a lot of awesome things, a lot of hard things, doing okay, but more recently I've gotten to a point where it kind of like working the working class of LA isn't seeming to cut it for me anymore and I feel like I'm almost called to step into that more artistic field and I think sure. that I've been really really tapping the surface at that for many times I've done makeup in LA for a while I've always done the modeling like when I get the opportunity to I um, I've done a lot of things you know that doesn't pay the bills try something else and right and that's what I was kind of mentioning with LA if you feel like you're an artist or there's something in you, like it's definitely a more catering culture to discover that and transition to that yeah. than a lot of places. You can get a job, you can pay your bills, you can live a normal life, You'll, it's expensive, yeah. you'll go through it, but like you can do that if you want to and always be the working class kind of in a way here and do great, um, but you also can do that and find an artistic side and kind of move towards that, which I feel like I've kind of done more recently. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, I'm a so, scared and of it, then <laughs> also, like, you are. 
So when you say the more artistic side, is it more the, is this where we, we like transition to talking about drag? Is that what you're talking, yeah. like talking about kind of? Yeah. Tell me about sure. drag. Sure. I mean, that's. Like what inspired you? What was the, the thing that you said, you know, I should do this, not just like, I probably could do this. Right. Oh my God. It's so full bodied and complex. Like there's, it's very, very, very complex. The easiest way I can say it is, you know, I think feminine energy from a very early age is what I always identified with. Yeah. And being gay and, and loving that. And I was always, you know, like, there's the gays. It's like, they just are sexually gay. Like, they just like men. And then there's your more, like, culturally gays. The ones that like art. The ones that like performance. The ones like yeah. things. And, and I love that. I've always connected very deeply with yeah. people who are more the creative side. I, I would almost say that there's, a, like, a, a, there's an intellectually gay Yes. experience which is a I think it's been fostered as a politically gay experience as well yeah because it's been marketed it's as that ever too. since ever since the 90s when we've really been at the uh, forefront at the forefront of uh, and and really when we when the national coming out movement happened mm -hmm. the there were a series of elite gay people who were able to operate yes. well within secrecy and and because they were wealthy they got away with a lot of things that they people were just who were not wealthy could not could not do, and, and it was so, a time that didn't conduce to that either. Right. So it it was there is a separate class in that way, but during mm -hmm. the political movement, I think it pulled in an intellectual and yes. political and and movement based identity class mm -hmm. of people. Yes, that you can claim as not just being who you are, mm -hmm. but also a a banner that you fly, a, a product creed of who you that are. you that you believe in. Of right? course. So I think that that is another like aspect of like that sort of thing that you're talking about, and that the mm -hmm. feminine is is part of it. Yes. I see that I see drag queens as like a just a different form of stand up comedy in many ways. Yes, for sure. Some I mean, can be. performance art, mm -hmm. absolutely. There's there's the range. You can see so many different things, really, when it comes down to it. It, it is oh, just yeah. performance art. But I think that, like, if you really look at it, mm -hmm. the, the things that are true of stand-up comedy end up being almost the exact same things that are true about... Um, a lot of drag. A lot for of sure. drag. is like mm -hmm. the art of surprise, the art yes. of, you know, the reveal. the So many mm -hmm. things I could bring up. The wig right. on the wig, right. the, the tearaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of and course. then even the painting up is is what is it's a is a um, a form of like, uh, and not to not uh, clowning if you will, but like it comes Some from a, tra sure. a tradition, <laughs> like a very ancient tradition. Oh, of course, is what I mean. Like mm -hmm. not in this sense of like it is not something that was just invented by gay people no. because they wanted to be. It was dudes who wanted to be ladies. It was a art form that was perfected by. By, like, people. Shakespearean, yeah. and even, I think it goes back, I believe there's even, like, Egyptian references to some of that, too, and, so, yeah, beautiful, deep tradition. Yeah. So, yeah. so tell me what, it, it, so the feminine, that it appeals to you in that way, like, mm -hmm. the feminine, literally, maybe the feminine mystique of it, or... To a degree, and I've always loved mystique and X-Men, so that makes a lot oh, of I sense. Oh, I didn't even... <laughs> 
She's sure, always of yes. she's always been like one of my favorite characters. I was like, oh, she can be anyone she wants. Right. You know, she could be the sexiest or the ugliest or the most powerful. Like I've always loved her, so that's very funny yeah. to mention that. Well, but the, the, you mm -hmm. dressed up as Storm recently, <laughs> and it is possibly one of the greatest things. You sent me some photos from a shoot that you did. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about that. Tell me about the costume, the whole thing. Oh my goodness gracious! Did you where did did you start with a base of any sort? Did you was it a full outfit that you just like bought what happens so uh, unfortunately i i do have a creative actually eye, sorry my, yeah let's what's your instagram um so my instagram is eli anderstar literally just like one word so it's e-l-i-a-n-d-e-r-s-t-a-r nothing else there will be a link in the description just click on it there you go cool <laughs> it's <Anyway>. fun <laughs> subscribe you know how this works anyway but the, thank you, you it's it's on there yes, yes. somewhere so it's, so you it's, can look at it when you get onto his instagram i think there's like two of there but yeah just go to the recent halloween yeah. um so like obviously my drag silhouette has been something i've always put a lot of attention to detail and i mm -hmm. you mentioned like the campy funny queens i love them i think that i per myself stepping into my future uh drag hopes i do want to carry some humor i think humor is so right. important my original attention to detail had always been on also really securing that feminine touch right and you know many times in drag people mistake me as um, transgender and I got a lot of my transgender starting or my, a lot of my drag starting from my transgender friends so I learned oh, wow. a lot about okay. bodies and silhouettes then so I already had that and I was every year I have a theme that I want to do and okay. go with and I was kind of like you know what Storm would be everything I had had like a, a realization that I love my melanin and I love <laughs> looking a little darker and because yeah. I used to fight it definitely Aww. in Dallas yeah so I got to a point where I was like you know, I was like, you know what? I'm uncomfortable with it. I want to showcase it. It's not it. like you had a whole lot of, like, <laughs> good examples out there. I think Storm is, like, the only, like, superhero. Storm or Beyonce, and I always get called right? Beyonce typically in drag anyway. I so, love it. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with Storm. And I just started doing, like, different, like, studies of, like, outfits. And I didn't like some of them because I was like, it's so costumey. And I, I love that, but that wasn't what I was. I'm always about, like, sexy and body and the human yeah. hair and all that stuff. So I was like, hmm. So I, like, went through and I saw some where she was, like, very curvy, very voluptuous and, like, very sexy outfits. And I was like, oh, I like that. So I basically took that. And then I'm a Leo by Zodiac, so I'm very extra <laughs> um so i was like i want sarovsky crystals i want i want the super long lashes oh, of course. i want everything everything over the top so right and I, you got the the covering contacts eye covering contacts right i did i didn't end up making it out in them because that seems really like difficult in the first place they're, they're not comfortable they're probably not even safe honestly the first time i wore them i could not see like no one tells you that you can't see they're like, oh, yeah, you can see. It's no big deal. You look sickening. And then you put it on, and you're, like, no. blind. No, I can't see. This you, you is can't, a lie. You can't see anything. This mm -hmm. is a lie. Yeah. It's full-on lie. That's the fantasy. People love to... I was looking up reviews for the contacts, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I can kind of see. Like, you know, when I look out, I can touch something and see. And I was like, oh, perfect. I bought them. Lies. You can barely get them in. And then once they're in, you're, you're, you're literally blind. Like it was so, it was, it was eye-opening to go out and not be able to see anything. I went out twice in that outfit and once I did that and the next time I did like just really light contacts with like the Did circles. someone like have to hold your hand basically the I, whole time? My, yeah. my really good friend, he's in the pictures with me. Um, he was kind of, uh, he did Danny Phantom to match me with the white hair yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that. 
And um, he literally, I was like holding on to him for the majority of the night because I couldn't see. Like, yeah. And he couldn't either, so we were really just stumbling You're around. You're just like, he no, we're not contact. that drunk. Right. Well, we probably were too. Maybe a little. Halloween's nuts here. It's y'all. Halloween. It, oof, it's huge. Well, <laughs> on that note, we are actually at 30 minutes. Would you believe oh, that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Flying. Um, so that is where we kind of end out. Um, so if you have anything last you want to say to the audience? Um, I definitely am so appreciative for the opportunity and I think that if anything if you gather something from this I think that it's so important to learn from other people's stories and experiences you always learn something you absolutely do that's I the, always learn something yes and that's the power of the podcast for sure right um, and then beyond that um, if you feel a little different or a little bit like you're going through something there's always a brightness to that and chase it follow it and and your make your dreams a reality. No matter how <laughs> right? obnoxious or ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Cool. Well, uh, we'll just say goodbye to our audience in three, yeah. two, one. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> awesome convo, right? Don't forget to check us out on all the links and the descriptions. And I can't wait to be back a little bit early for our next installment of SoCal Stories. Have a good one, guys.